0: Hello and welcome to Prairie Grove Homestead. This is Kim Wagner and it's so good to be here today. I hope that you're having a great October day wherever you are. I've seen some places um, where I have friends and family had a little bit of snow this morning here in Saskatchewan, surprisingly, but I'm very happy to say we haven't had snow yet. When we do get snow here, we usually get quite a bit of it, and we have winter for (laughs) about seven months, so don't be too jealous of us (laughs) not having snow yet. It's actually really nice. It's about 16 degrees Celsius today. The sun is shining, and it's just a beautiful fall day. I was just going uh, through my phone pictures as I was, you know, trying to decide what to focus on today, and I can't believe how fast the summer actually flew by. I don't know about you, but to sit here thinking it's October and our Canadian Thanksgiving has already come and gone. And it's just so hard to believe. Um, But you know what, I was talking to someone the other day and I sure do like the seasons. I know some of you live in places where the seasons don't change, aren't as distinct going from one to another. I really consider myself blessed to live in Saskatchewan where each season definitely brings about it very drastic changes some of them welcome and some of them not so welcome but by the time another season comes around I'm usually ready for it and just really excited about it and so I'm excited that we're just getting started in fall and We'll talk more about fall things, but let's just wrap up what's happened this summer. so so we did a you know, we were talking a bit about some of the projects we had going on this summer, and everything went really well. Um, I ended up making some spruce tip syrup, and I say syrup because I really wanted to make jelly, and it didn't set very well, so. I tried it a couple different times. I probably have the wrong recipe for it. Um, But I tried it, and it tastes, it has such a really good flavor. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to dump this out. So I just called it syrup instead, sealed it in some jars, and we'll try it out. But really excited about that. I'm always finding really neat things to do around our new property. And I say new only in that um, for those of you maybe that are joining us for the first time today. We've only been here for under two years, and so there's always new adventures and new things to try and see and learn. And so this spruce tip jelly was, we have a lot of spruce here and uh, a lot of evergreens, and so I really want to try that. We'll see next year. Maybe I'll actually get some, some jelly. But we went on to working on our... Um, we have we had ordered some more chickens like we talked about and, and went from, I think the first year we had about 25. This year we had 40. A couple of them died, which is very typical, very common. And so we had these chickens. We had to kind of reinforce our chicken coop that we had made from an old trampoline frame. Clarence did a great job last year, but he really felt like, you know, you're always just learning and trying to make things more efficient, um, safe from predators, etc., more comfortable for the animal. So he worked on that, put a, a really great reinforced top to it. Nothing was getting in there. And so I'm going to try. I've been taking more and more videos, but I just need to sit down and actually put them and try to start... A YouTube channel and put the videos on there because I don't know if you if you're like me but I love podcasts but I also just like to take time and uh, and go and kind of sneak peek on people that I follow their their podcasts and really like to see the videos that kind of go with just kind of puts um, in perspective what they're talking about and so I'd like to do that too I've had a few comments from people that they'd like to see more videos so I am totally learning <laughs> as I go about all this tech stuff and I am not an expert in it. I know it's the thing, I know it's <laughs> fairly easy. Um, we just have basic equipment and I will try my hardest to get some of these videos put on YouTube. So keep checking that and um, at the very least I'm trying to put more videos on our Facebook page which is the same name, Prairie Grove Homestead, so you can go check us out there. And then. We our pigs arrived so we last year we got them in may and we really we thought maybe that was too early but then this year we got them a a month later and now going into the fall with that experience um, and that comparison we're kind of thinking that may was was a better month to get the pigs and then butcher them in late fall now we're definitely a whole month later and a little bit just because for whatever reason you know a couple of the pigs are taking longer to fatten up and and so we're thinking that next year we're going to try to get them earlier it wasn't a huge huge difference but now as we're winding up fall and the other you know projects and whatever find you know even now would be a good time to butcher or in the next couple weeks but our our pigs we doubt they'll be ready before December or January and in Saskatchewan that's you know it it's possibly some of the coldest temperatures we have (laughs) and so we're just gonna have to to kind of see what happens there we'll update you how that goes and we increase from two pigs to four and we're really talking about some exciting changes and maybe getting uh, a you know a boar and A sow and having our own little weanlings here next year we'll see how that goes but have to do a few changes we've been we've been letting the pigs run on our like the wood line line and so we have a lot of woods slash bush to the back of our property and house and it just it hasn't been cleaned up in years and years and years so we've been just we've been using repurposed Pallets, like you can get, I mean, usually free. They used to be free, and now it seems like people are starting to charge for them. But the pallets that you get free, sitting behind your local grocery store, or you know, local larger large department store, or whatever that they they get their supplies on, um, your feed, your farm feed stores, um, supply stores, things like that. So just ask them. But we've been using them as fences, and Clarence is just just come up with this great way of using and so they'll clean up an area for a couple of weeks and they've been cleaning out stumps for us and finding scrap metal <laughs> that we've been pulling out and um, they've been pulling out old roots and they've just been they've really been working for their keep here <laughs> and so we're really impressed with that now everyone might not have the area or the setup to have pigs do that but we It just seems to be working for us. So we were talking to a neighbor the other day. He has cattle, and as much as we've played with that idea off and on, we don't have enough land, we don't think, to support too many cows or beef cattle or anything like that. But we do have a really ideal setup for hogs. So we're going to keep on kind of focusing on that. And so that's been really good. They're growing they're primarily eating like i said the grass, the bushes, the trees and all of our leftover garden produce, any kind of scraps, rotten um our we had a huge crop of pumpkins and man do they love pumpkins and squash and they it's so good for them. Our chickens and our pigs both they just pig out on on the pumpkins. So, but some of those are kind of wrapping up, some of those are going to be gone soon, or we're trying to kind of not feed them every day just so we can kind of you know make them stretch a little bit and so we have had to supplement a little bit more grain we prefer when they're eating just off of the land and just the grass and the the produce um, sunflowers things like that but obviously in our climate we don't have another growing season (laughs) for quite a few months so now it's time to supplement so we've been supplementing with some ground corn, ground oats, things like that, and they will fatten up. They'll prob- we'll probably see them fatten up a little quicker on feed, and um, so that might be okay. It's that time of the year when they need to do that anyway, so it seems to be going okay. We, we're just really excited with, with the pigs and how they've turned out so far. No regrets there. Then we continued on through the summer just observing our our Christmas trees, our evergreens and the spruces that we, that we planted. And if you've been following us, you, you'll know that that was the first time, uh, first year for that. And we got some little tiny ones, little plugs, I guess they'd be called. And then we, we also got like year old um, seedlings. We just were talking about this the other day, but we prefer the seedlings. Um, the plugs, they're They were okay and they were doing really, really well. And then a couple weeks ago, now I realize we have had a couple really hard frosts and so and they're pretty small. It seems normal from the things that we've researched and looked up, but a little concerning because they look so great a couple weeks ago, and some of them are actually turning brown. And but yet the seedlings, the year old trees, even though they have a couple brown needles and things like that they're still green and look like they're thriving so I don't know if it's just that the roots took better um, because they were older I'm not sure they're right they're in the same soil and treated them just the same (laughs) so again this is our first time we're learning as we go so in the spring we will see we actually just watered them the last four fall watering before it snows here we weren't even sure if we were supposed to do that but everything that we looked up and read said that yes if you know if the ground's not frozen yet to go ahead and give them you know another good watering and that will kind of help you know just with their root setup and um then in the winter they'll get the snow etc and then in the spring they'll just have a better chance and so we watered them this past weekend and that's when we found out that some of them were browning it was a little disheartening and Clarence was quite concerned and um you know but we did everything we could so we'll see in the spring and we'll just you know you have to change things and just adapt as we go and but overall we're really excited about the progress and um, the way that even how we've been tending around them and letting now the grass grow in between the trees so that we can just easily cut in between all of that's going so well and so that's been exciting. Then we kind of turned our attention back to our camp site so for those of you who are just joining, um, we have a campsite here on our property and um, we've only had a few bookings this summer, but w- this is our first year and we didn't have any bathroom or anything like that. But we actually built a well, we had we had the shell of a little outhouse built and then we finished it. And we have a little um, not a, I guess you'd call it a compost toilet and then a sink that runs with just um, a propane tank. And so we're really excited about that. We didn't have that up and going when our guests were here and I think we would have had a few more bookings if we would have had that in place. But that's been really fun. Clarence is, has been working on that. Um, we have a shower or I'm sorry, I said the sink. The sink just has a tank of water and like a foot pump and it you know, it's worked that way, but the shower is what uses the propane. So in next summer we'll we'll finish the shower just in the back of the outhouse and we'll set up that propane tank and we'll we'll show you all what's going on with that but really excited even for when we have friends and or um you know, friends or family that come and stay. we It's just a beautiful spot to pitch a tent or to bring a camper. And we have our yurt that we're so excited, but we never were able to set it up. We ran out of time and now it's too cold. So I doubt that we will set it up yet this fall unless we get a really unusually warm uh, fall. But we'll see. Otherwise, we'll just have new things to show you in the spring. So that was another thing that we were working on so our guineas that run around our guinea hens they we one went missing and we're not sure it was the one that she the only hen we're not really sure yet but she had laid 17 eggs and you know we thought wow this is amazing she's such a great mom and for those of you who have guinea hens guinea fowl you probably are laughing because you already know that guinea hens generally are terrible mothers and so for the first week or two they look like you know they're really attentive and they're going to keep their eggs safe and warm and but eventually they lose interest maybe it's like that you know with most birds Um, although we have some hens and they are not like that they will sit with their eggs and then their chicks for forever if you let them but they just the guinea fowl they just get bored I think and so eventually they take off and we We were planning on, you know, just letting nature run its course, let them just be out wild with their, you know, flock or whatever. And we were just going to take a few and raise them. But we were about three days too late. She left the nest, and we think that a predator just came in and wiped out the whole nest. Um, so we were kind of disappointed about that, not surprised, but just disappointed. And when you're learning all this stuff and then you hear about predators and you're going to lose some animals and stuff, you just, you re, you know, that's going to happen. But then when it does, you feel kind of sad about it. And so that's what happened. Then fast forward another month, I think in August or something, this hen had another clutch of, um, eggs. I think there were 15 or something like that. like... This is crazy. Again, she sat on them, but this time she didn't sit on them even that long. It was maybe a week or something. So Clarence went and took six eggs um, from under her and quickly put them in. We have a little hatching area um, for our chicks. Put them in there with this hen that we have, Henrietta, and she, she will hatch anything. And I'm so excited. She's getting old, and so I'm just... So just hang on, Henrietta. But she she will hatch anything and has. We actually put some, some eggs from another hen under her, hatched them no problem, took care of them until we separated them. And so we put these guinea eggs under her, and sure enough, she sat on them um, for the time they need, 27 days or whatever, hatched them out. Um, and she's still with them, actually. They're in their little... They're a little chicky sweet there, and she's just, they still go under her. They're getting a little bigger, and she just does such an amazing job. And in the meantime, after this guinea hen had left her chicks and, uh, you know, whatever she did, we saw her a few days with, with the other guineas that we have roaming around there, and then she was gone. So I don't know, something ate her, or she... I'm thinking something got her. So that's the end of that that guinea hen's life. (laughs) That's the end of her story. And um, so that was kind of interesting, but I was just so impressed with Henrietta. She did such a great job, and she's just such a great mom. So that was another exciting highlight of this summer. Our garden was just fabulous. It was so beautiful. At the end of July, beginning of August, that was probably the peak. And uh, again, if I can get these pictures, I was just so thankful and grateful for the garden and the produce that it provided, both for our family and just to share with people around us. Just so beautiful. And we had so much, it's so much work, but um, just so worth it. And just little things like putting up those garden boxes helped so much. Just cut down on the weeding time and things like that. Um, I experimented with different, with different jams. And then we had, you know, radishes and, oh, so many, so many cool things. And of course, zucchini and corn and, you know, just awesome produce. And so we had pretty much, you know, just some of the basic stuff, but Um, we weren't sure about our corn at first because they seemed so small, but then someone told us, "Oh, don't worry about it because at the end of, at the end of summer, they will, it will speed up and it will be, it will be good. (laughs) You, You don't have to worry. And sure enough, they did, they caught up and we had really, a really good turnout of corn and we even had extra for our pigs, which they loved and our sunflowers too. I don't think I got the right variety to i was going to dry them all out and you know save the seeds and roast them for us but if you if any of you know of a good variety for you know human consumption for people for us to eat them as snacks let me know i just i don't think i had the right variety it didn't seem right but the pigs and chickens sure love them so again nothing went wasted around here which is always always a plus Um, so that was that that was our garden harvest actually I just finished taking up the last bit of carrots yesterday and um, and they were perfect they the ground hasn't frozen really hard yet um, just the top and so it was just they're so sweet and so good but everything looks a little lonely out in the garden right now our pumpkins turned out just super good like I mentioned before So we had a nice stockpile for our animals as well as sharing. Um, Another thing that we had to do is move our, we butchered our chickens, except for about nine of them, our butcher chickens, and that went really well. Then we moved our chicken coop, our butcher chicken coop, to a different location and kind of reinforced it on the outside with straw bales just to keep them warm. And I'm glad that we did that about a month ago because now when it's cooler we can kind of block them in so they're out of the wind and with the butcher chickens that are left we have about nine that we're going to do this week we have five roosters and so when we we had our those juvenile americana breed hens which i'm still waiting for them to start laying their eggs not sure if they're going to do it this fall or i'll have to wait closer to spring but you know, when they're young, you can't really tell if they're going to be hens or roosters. So we had about five roosters and we had to take them out. There was just too many. They either were fighting or being really mean to the hens. So they have their own pen now, which I mean, they should be happy. It's nice in there. And so that's where our our extra roosters are. We had one. Another kind of sad thing that happened is one of our turkeys died, and I'm not sure if she was sick or old. I I don't know. She within a couple days, she just kind of was not acting right, and then we just found her kind of kind of curled up underneath a pallet in the barn, and um, so that was kind of sad. So we have our two pet turkeys that are left. Tilly and Tom, and they're doing great. The kids love them. And then we had a butcher turkey that someone bought from us and it was so big. I think it was, it was 30 pounds or more. And so we ended up, two families bought it and shared the cost and we ended up cutting it in half. It was so big and so fun. Um, Just turkeys are a whole different ball game. I don't think we'll get butcher turkey Uh, Turkeys again, sorry, and um, we'll keep our pets for as long as we can. And then turkeys are just a little bit harder to butcher, and (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's an easier way, but with just the couple we had, the way we did it just was fine, likely. But it, it's a, you know, it's just a bigger process, the bigger bird. The millet that we grew next to our garden was a complete success. We were just, we couldn't believe how lush and tall it grew and we just harvested it a couple weekends ago we cut it down we kind of had to rig up our own special we we don't have enough to have huge equipment to cut it and bale it so Clarence rigged up something on our riding lawnmower and um, put a piece of canvas so that we could kind of swath it or cut it and then um, we just raked it and saved it all and put it in a pile by our pigs and the pigs are eating it on it and making nests with it and it was just awesome so that little field is is uh, all cut down now and underneath it there is clover and so in the spring that clover will take over and and just be beautiful there and we just love that the things we're growing are not only beautiful and fun to grow but they all have a purpose right and they all Take care of a need on the homestead. We had Clarence's mom and dad helping with our butchering this summer. It was so great. As some of you remember in one of my previous talks, um, Clarence's dad was really, really sick, and I mean, really, we didn't think he was going to come home. And he just, he just did. God has been so good, and he's just back to his old self and working. He helped to put some siding on the house and. And so it's just been, we have been so thankful for the time that we get to have with him. And we, he helped with so many projects, the chickens and, you know, the siding and different things in the garden. It's just been great. So I'm just going through my pictures and it's helping re- me to remember some of the highlights of the summer. I had the grand, my granddaughters here a couple times it's been so neat to watch them in the process of this homesteading. And for some of you, you might still have kids at home. And what a blessing that is. Like I know sometimes in the day it gets hard, but you are in the perfect spot to raise kids if you are on a homestead. And if even if you can't afford or don't have the opportunity to be actually on a homestead or piece of land right now and you're just thinking about it, um, you know what, you can still have all the joys. Um, maybe not the space, maybe not some of the animals, but just that mindset and the experience of growing your own things and making your own things and working together. It's just it's just the best. And I'll try to post some of the pictures um, on Facebook as well or our YouTube channel. It's just been such a blessing. And sometimes I wish we were here when our girls were young, but you know, you you just you make the best choices that you can as you go, and you can't always look back and say, "I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have done that." We, I don't think it's, I don't think it's um, productive to think that way. Um, nor is it honoring, I don't think, to God, because as we go, we we pray about different choices that we are making, and we just make the next right choice, right, that we think that we are supposed to. And so then, when you are in that decision, and you're you're you know, you, you're entrusted with something or you've taken responsibility for something, then do the best that you can with what you have and, um, you know, do it in the most glorifying way that you can. (laughs) I wanted to, so Clarence, he always teases about how he's not a cat lover at all. We have this random cat named Gimp. He has a bad leg and, um, he comes and goes, you know, he's a male cat. He just, he goes hunting, I think. And then we think he's gone forever. And then he comes back a few weeks later. And so he's, we don't really want him hanging out in the shop because he did last winter and it was just, you know, he, he didn't mean to, but cats are cats. It just, it smelled really bad, even though he had a litter box, um, And whatever so we don't want him in our buildings and so we had this old dog house which our dog beau is not interested in at all and would be quite offended if we even suggested he should live there clarence rigged it up put an old glass window for the door cut a little space in in the front so the cat can come and go and is safe from the elements from animals can sit in the sun build a little platform (laughs) by the window so it can sit in the sun and we, um, there's some insulation in there. And so I was just, I just think, uh, my husband, he, you know, he's a softie at heart. <laughs> so today I I made some bread and I caught up some things. We actually, oh, our honey. Before I go, I wanted to highlight. So we brought in, I think Clarence had said, close to 500 pounds of honey this year. And that would be mostly from canola it would be canola honey, meaning around our property, the farmers grew primarily um, primarily canola, and that's a lot of honey though. That was our first year. We have um, four hives, and one of the hives was not producing. So, um, the space clearance made that I've talked about previously, the honey room, the honey house, worked so well. The extractor that we borrowed was just so efficient and great. And I just, again, so thankful. 500 pounds of honey is a lot of honey. And people have been so great and so interested in it. It's so delicious. You can use it for so many different things. And, you know, the season was, I mean, it's a lot of work. I would say the honey extracting and packaging, et cetera, is probably even more work than in the garden was this year you know when it's harvest time it's harvest time when it's honey harvest it's honey harvest and you have to be available to do that if that doesn't sound fun then don't get bees but just the process of it was so fascinating and talking with people that were so interested in learning about that was just the best and so we're going to keep on with that again Clarence was a beekeeper uh, many years ago and so we had some of that knowledge um you know, we didn't have to learn everything from scratch. So that was really helpful, but it was great. 500 pounds. I wanted to mention that. And today I I had some honey and I, and I just put some garlic cloves in there. I'm just going to make honey and garlic and they'll sit for a, f- a few months before we eat them, but so good for the winter. Just so good for you. But that was just a side note. Cause I was, as I was looking around and closing as what I was doing today, I'm home from my off of the homestead farm or off of the homestead job, <laughs> sorry, um, today, and just catching up with all of these wonderful things. And so glad that I had a chance to catch up with all of you as we look into another season. We're getting um, ready. We're just so blessed, but we are able to go to a homesteading conference next week. And I just I can't even tell you how excited I am, and I will highlight that when we get back. Um, Just such a gift to be able to go and learn from some really amazing people that have been, you know, ahead ahead on the road of homesteading, and we get to learn from them and also spend time together. It's been a busy summer, and so Clarence and I get to reflect on all of that, start making plans for next year, and just really enjoy each other's company so I will will fill you in more on that. But so glad that you could stop by this afternoon. I hope that you and your family are doing well. If you ever have any questions or comments, you can email me at kim at prairiegrovehomestead.com. I would love to chat with you. Also visit our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So until next time, take care and just enjoy what you're doing and uh, be blessed. Looking out my window, a little bit of a breeze. The sun is nice and warm on this fall day and it's a beautiful view from here. Take care. Talk again soon. Bye-bye.